Welcome to another episode of Amy's Insight. As you might have gathered from the title of this episode, this episode is going to be all about why taking a rest day is not only very important, but it is essential. Rest days are extremely necessary in a physiological and a psychological sense, but I wanted to go into the importance, particularly in why taking a rest day is so important for your health physically. So the reason I wanted to chat about this topic, honestly, I've wanted to do this episode for a while. It's been on the list, but recently I did get a DM from someone who struggles to take a rest day, particularly because of the mental challenge of resting and not you know, moving your body. And I totally understand this and have been a victim of this mindset myself, not being able to stop, not being able to stop moving, to stop doing exercise every single day. And I call it exercise because it's no longer training when it's, when you're in that mindset, because training is, you know, it's structured. There's a purpose to it. It's for performance. And in order to be training, you need to rest. It becomes exercise and chronic obsessive exercise when you can no longer take a rest day. But I also, I completely understand something that she brought up while I was talking to her about it was the toxic culture of fitness um, online that she was following and the messages in that fitness world about, you know, grind and like work harder and, you know, get up and train and, you know, no rest days, which it totally makes sense that, you know, that can put you into that obsessive mindset where you feel panicked or extreme guilt to have a full day where you rest or take that day from, you know, planned training or planned exercise but it's yeah it's so important to have a rest day so that is what I'm going to be talking about in this episode so rest days I'm actually on a rest day right now and I'm really sore from yesterday I think because I had an additional exercise a few new exercises actually added into my gym program and one of them was negative chin-ups really really slow chin-ups just the down portion just to build a bit more base before I start to load up my actual normal regular chin-ups and girl I'm so sore I can feel my entire back my lats and my biceps and like oh my gosh so no part of me wants to do more exercise right now I also had a speed session and I know the importance now of resting after that session because your body needs to do so much repair and recovery after a training session. Okay, I really just jumped straight into talking about taking rest days. So let's kind of jump to the start before we jump ahead. So I can kind of give you a bit more, a bit more structure and talking about the importance of taking a rest day. So we're going to talk about the supercompensation theory. And this pretty much in a nutshell, explains how adaptation works in terms of improving performance and actually getting a benefit and getting progress and getting results out of your training. So the supercompensation theory is, look, it's called a theory, but it's basically a principle. It's a fact. It's not really a theory. It's just how it works biologically. When you train or you have a training stimulus applied to the body, This could be any type of training stimulus. It could be 
aerobic, like a long run, a hard swim, where you're getting your heart rate up and we're making endurance adaptations, which could be central adaptations to the cardiovascular system, you know, improving your heart strength, improving your mitochondrial density. It could also be strength training, strength gains, strength adaptations, I should say, in response to a training stimulus like weight training or weight lifting or body weight training or any type of anaerobic stimulus like explosive work, you know, a hard sprint, a heavy bench press, whatever it may be. Basically, we have a training stimulus that's applied to the body. So that's you going and exercising or going and training. And as a result, your body actually will be damaged. It will fatigue and it will regress. So if you imagine this as a graph, we're at baseline right now. After training, you dip below baseline. So for example, your muscles after a heavy lifting session will have micro tears. They will break. They'll have muscle damage. And as a result, they will be catabolic, which means it's breaking down. So we're breaking down protein and we go from baseline to dipping below baseline. However, with adequate rest and recovery taken, we will improve and recover and that place we are in below baseline will increase and it won't just go back to baseline with adequate recovery only it will go above baseline and we will end up at a better place than we were before so as in we will have improved and that is called super compensation so we go below baseline and then imagine like on a graph we are going back up above baseline after taking our adequate recovery so Now, when we want an adequate enough training stimulus, we have to increase that training stimulus. So for example, if you bench press 50 kilos, now you're going to have to bench press 55 kilos, depending on what your training is. You know, if you ran a certain time for a 10K time trial, you'll have to run a quicker time. Those are very, very, (laughs) very basic and um, not niche examples, very just like it's a bit more complex than that. However, that's the general principle of supercompensation with adequate rest. A training stimulus that causes damage will, you know, result in an improvement. And this is how the principle of progressive overload works. You know how they say lift a certain weight in the gym, the next week lift heavier, the next week lift heavier, do a certain amount of push-ups, the next week do more. That's how it works. Your body is damaged, you repair and recover you can do better, you improve. And that is why recovery is important in a nutshell. However, it's, there's a lot more to it. For starters, if you didn't take that adequate rest, what do you think is going to happen? Remember, you're going from baseline to below baseline. Without recovery or rest, you're stuck below baseline. Or most often, you just get back to baseline where you started so you're just not getting anything out of your training in other words you keep dipping below baseline and then returning back to where you were you're not getting the adequate recovery to improve to a point better than you were there is also overcompensation and as you can imagine from the name this happens when you take it too far in terms of your training and you overtrain and there's a lot of issues with overtraining it's not just that you know you're going to perform badly but you're going to get issues with lots of other body systems including fatigue some people get chronic fatigue you know you can have issues with hormonal pathways because you have to keep in mind 
that all of these training adaptations that we're making from that rest, from that training stimulus paired with the rest, I should say, to get better, they are all driven by hormonal systems. So when you lift weights, for example, and we're putting that tension on the muscle, that mechanical tension, that activates a mechanical cascade and that involves like this different growth factors and cytokines that will activate hormonal pathways in our body to then improve our you know protein synthesis and result in muscle growth or muscle hypertrophy or just increased strength so it's I'm not going to make it too complicated but essentially like that adaptation that we make when we take the recovery the rest I was going to say rest and then I started saying recovery and then I almost said raccoon so when we take the raccoon (laughs) raccoon when we take the rest after our training it's not only recovery like you you have to think there is a lot to it like that recovery doesn't just occur from you sitting down and your body doesn't just decide oh we should put ourselves back together but better than before it's driven by pathways in the body so these pathways if you're overtraining, they're going to hit a wall they're going to start to deteriorate and you're going to get a lot of other issues to do with those hormonal pathways and it can result in chronic illness it can result in chronic fatigue it especially, which most of us have experienced, can result in injury. So if we are, you know, constantly stimulating our body through training, constantly hitting that training stimulus, but not getting the adequate adaptation in the body because of not adequate recovery, or there are plenty of other reasons why injury does occur, but often... Often, this is a big factor which contributes to injury, especially overtraining injuries. That is not taking enough rest. So I've had a stress fracture, for example. Um, As you can imagine, that's edema, a swelling in the bone. That's a, a little break in the bone. And that is because your bone is being stimulated when you land on it. For example, when you're hurtling, if you're jumping, if you're running. And if you don't let it adapt and get stronger and build more bone tissue it can result in things like broken bones and fractures. And there are lots of other overtraining injuries. Stress fractures are obviously a very common one, but there's also lots of tendon and ligament issues from overtraining, Achilles issues, even just hammy tears or muscle strains and tears because your muscles are under fatigue that if they're not recovering, then one day in a training session and they're not recovered, they're under fatigue, they can strain and they could tear or break if it's, if it's bad. So yeah, it's so important not only to, you know, restore and recover and repair the damage that training causes in terms of energy systems and muscles and bones, not only to recover that and to improve, to, you know, get adaptation from our training, but also to avoid injury and to keep healthy and in one piece. So yeah, rest days are so important to repair muscle damage, repair bone damage, allow adequate restoration of hormone pathways and energy systems and even just replenish energy stores so you then you know reduce fatigue that training causes but also restore and replenish your energy to then go and train you know again so that could be in the form of glycogen obviously glycogen which is you know we eat carbohydrates that is stored in our body as glycogen we can only store a certain amount in our muscles because our body's just using it all the time but we can store a certain amount in our muscles and that glycogen is used as energy that's our preferred fuel source as humans 
unless you've gone on you know a keto diet and you don't ever eat carbs your body will not be able to process carbs as much and it will switch over to using ketone bodies or fats which is much less efficient as an energy source and you might experience that in your training however it is very hard to get to that level where that's your energy source um and then it, it can be problematic long-term and it has shown in studies to decrease performance. So let's just talk about the general human. Carbohydrates are our preferred energy source. We use glucose, which we store in the body as glycogen, and we can't store much of it. When we you know perform and train, and for example, if you do a long running event, you're going to use all of that glycogen and your stores will then be depleted. So recovery allows you to replenish these stores and then that way you have the energy to go and perform again, train again and thus improve again. So it's all about improving performance by allowing adequate repair and restoration after training and also allowing you to go and train hard again because you've, you're not under fatigued. So essentially training causes a stress response And it causes damage with recovery and rest that allows you to improve and adapt and repair that damage. And then you can go and train again. If you don't rest, you get an accumulation of that damage, accumulation of that fatigue. And eventually you hit the wall and you break down and you get an injury. Or alternatively, eventually you just keep plateauing and you just don't improve. So that's kind of the science side of why it's so important to take a rest day. Now, it's it's complicated because you might be struggling with a lot of guilt and it could be, you know, socially caused. It could be due to the social constructs that, you know, make it make you feel bad because it demonizes demonize demonizes <laughs> resting, but It could also be caused by internal conflict and this is kind of when it becomes more psychological and I think, you know, educating yourself and listening to podcasts that might be informative from a biological perspective like this might make you, encourage you at least to want to take a rest day and to not have that extreme guilt. It's very psychological and honestly, if you do suffer from something like a disordered pattern of thoughts around exercise and you really struggle that's something you can talk to a sports psychologist or just a regular psychologist about or even just a family member or someone you trust about because it's I I completely get it I talk a lot about struggling with disordered eating which is really related it's quite relevant to this because I've gone through periods in my time in my time (laughs) in my life where I felt extreme guilt to not overtrain and to be honest the year after I last was really healthy and running well was when I fell into that mindset where I felt extreme guilt about not training for hours a day, multiple training sessions, you know, like cross training on the bike, cross training in the pool, doing a two or three hour gym session in the same day as a one hour or two hour cross training session. And I broke and my performance deteriorated. I got nothing out of that. That was no longer training. That was was it it was exercising but honestly like I was just not fueling my body and I was just pushing my body through so much training I remember being so exhausted all the time and at the same time I was doing this I was asking and 
like kept asking why am I not improving I'm trying so hard I'm training so hard and it's so simple like my body was deteriorating I was so catabolic because I was in an energy deficit I was barely eating and I was doing so much training I got nothing out of that I just lost all of the potential benefits I could have gotten from that training by not recovering and replenishing and it's just such a waste it is more productive to have quality sessions than quantity. You know, you could do four great training sessions a week or even three really quality training sessions and you would be a better athlete than someone who did seven or eight or nine sessions and didn't feel properly and didn't recover and just was, you know, going through the motions or trying to get it done, but they were not quality. They were just trying to get done volume. And, you know, some people can get away with it. Some sports can get away with it. But I don't think you can get away with it forever because at the end of the day, it's quality and it's recovery and it's repair that improves your body systems, builds you up, makes you stronger and allows you to improve and then perform. So yeah, recovery and rest days are so important. And I I still sometimes struggle with having rest days and not feeling bad about, you know, eating the same amount, which I'm very aware that this is still like a recovering from a disordered place, but I want to be real here especially because I know a lot of people listening to this might feel the very same way. It's so natural to be in that mindset, but your body, again, you just remind yourself, your body is doing work to recover and repair. It still needs that energy. It has to fix that tissue damage. And on a rest day, like I like to go for walks and do active recovery to, you know, have a break from whatever I'm doing. So it's not that you have to be sedentary for a day. You don't have to not get out of bed all day. The point of a rest day is to not stress the energy systems and stress the body. So you can find other ways of moving that are light, that make you feel good physically and mentally and psychologically. You know, going for a walk with a friend, catching up that way, doing, you know, like a very chill podcast and bike ride like it doesn't have to be that you can't move but it's important that you don't you know train or exercise or stress those energy systems if you're stressing those energy systems every other day in the week you need at least one rest day to allow your body to repair and adapt depending on your sport it's going to be different for everybody for example Let's take weightlifting or just lifting weights, for example, because that's a pretty universal thing that most people do. Most sports, you need to strength train. Most people strength train. It's part of the recommended guidelines for every single adult in Australia and most countries. Strength training two to three times a week, a minimum, and cardiovascularly stressing your energy systems at least three to five times a week. They're the minimum guidelines. So with strength training, for example, that mechanical tension on the muscle results in muscle damage you know, muscle fiber damage. And then we, as I was mentioning before, stimulate those mechanical pathways. But we do, as a result of that mechanical tension, we have muscle cell damage and we also have metabolic stress. So that metabolic stress does drive the growth factors to create an anabolic environment. So that's the opposite of catabolic when we're breaking down. Anabolic means we're building up. And then that muscle cell damage which is caused by the stress and the stimulus weightlifting causes on the body, causes an immune-like response and swelling within the body. So with this damage that weightlifting causes, it takes 
up to 72 hours to recover. So that's three days. Is that right? (laughs) 24 times three, surely. Let me just calculator 24 times 3 yeah 72 days so it takes 72 days 72 days I'm sorry where did that come from you would be detrained in that time (laughs) 72 hours before you're fully completely recovered and that's why a lot of training splits or training program go off like a push pull so if you for example train or maybe upper lower let's let's just use that as an example if you train your legs lower body on a Monday And then the next day you train upper body, you're not really, you know, stressing out your legs that much. So you're still giving them the adequate time to recover before you hit them again the next day or the day after. And 72 hours, we don't have enough days in the week to allow that full recovery after lots of training. You know, if you have to get a certain amount of training sessions in in the week, you won't be able to get that much time between sessions. But it's all about periodizing and planning your sessions out so it fits ideally to your recovery. So for example, if you were to do strength training three times a week and you're running three times a week, alternating between a strength training and a running day will allow the you know muscular adaptation from the strength training as well as the cardiovascular adaptation or the you know lactate threshold or whatever you're training to repair before your next running session between running sessions obviously you know the running and the strength training will affect each other so that's another thing you have to take into account but that's just a very broad way to kind of think of it essentially all I'm trying to get out of this is that You need to repair and restore from the training that you're doing. So you need to have at least one rest day in the week. Two for some people is ideal. And you know what? It is going to differ for every person and for every unique training load that people do for the different sports, for the different events or energy systems that you're training. But what I'm trying to get is that biologically, you need to rest. On top of that, Rest is also really important for your psychological well-being, for your mental recovery, and it can apply to all areas of your life, not even just training and fitness. Rest rest days from, you know, work, from being switched on all the time, it's so important for your mental well-being. And I am the most hypocritical person because I struggle to take a rest day I struggle with anxiety and I have you know that type that personality type where I'm a perfectionist and always overachieving and this has a lot to do with why I struggle with an ED because that's just the personality type and you know I put in so much work and feel so much guilt to have a time out of studying or whatever I'm working on but at the end of the day you can't keep going like your body and your mind can't live like that you'll hit a wall you need psychological downtime you need time to switch off you can't always be switched on and it can manifest in a physical way if you do that you know you can end up in hospital from too much stress stress on whatever system it is in the body whether it's a physiological or a psychological system it it's something we have to be able to repair and adapt from by not having that stress on us all the time otherwise it becomes chronic Think about it. If you have chronic psychological stress, 
that's going to result in a mental breakdown or a physical breakdown. And it's the same with training. It's the same with life. If you keep stressing out your body or your mind, you break. So you need a break. (laughs) You need a break or you break. Essentially is the whole message in this podcast. So I know that for most people, a rest day might be super enjoyable. And I actually really appreciate my rest days now. I'm in a way better place than when I (laughs) mentioned before. Um, Yeah, I just, in the past, I remember forcing myself to get up in the fours to go and smash out a cross training session before uni because after uni, I would have training. And I would turn up to training so tired. I remember being so hungry and so tired in that 5 a.m. session. And then I would turn up to my uni lecture, but I felt so bad not to do it. And I would have got so much more out of getting more sleep because that's another thing I want to talk about, but that's another podcast episode. The importance of sleep. Damn, sleep is so important. And I, uh, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so I, oh, and I remember, oh, I just remember all those times getting up so early and forcing myself to train, being so exhausted. I remember one time doing a two hour gym session and then I forced myself to go and swim 3Ks. Like, why? why that didn't get me anywhere that didn't get me to nationals that season it didn't get me anywhere near the times I ran when I was healthy and took rest days and I look back and I remember when I was healthy I appreciated rest days so much I loved training days and I loved training hard and I loved to then recover and like I I saw it as a day that was had more time to do other things in life because training was a big part of my life is a big part of my life and it takes up a lot of time and a day without it I'm like sweet a free day um, rather than being worried or anxious about a day without stressing out my body physically. So yeah, I remember like looking back, I really appreciated how a taper, which is when you reduce your training load to then improve your performance before a big meet, for example, before nationals. I loved that taper going into nationals because I felt so good, like I felt so much energy and I felt so ready to go and compete after a big, you know, big season of competing and training. We finally got a break that allowed us to, you know, an extended break, but not too long that we lose adaptation, but long enough to be able to perform at our best. And if that doesn't show you, like all athletes taper off before a big comp, if that doesn't show you why resting is important to get that optimal performance, then... I don't even know what to say about <laughs> I had nothing else to say. I don't know. But um, yeah, so I get that I've been in that place where rest days are really mentally hard. But now I know as well that rest days are so important. When I was younger, I used to think more is better. And now I understand that quality over quantity and rest is essential and necessary and and should be enjoyed. So I hope that from listening to this, it, it reminds you to take the rest and recovery. Another thing that you get out of rest and recovery is you can go harder in your sessions, which is how you get enough training stimulus to then improve. You know, you don't just train, go through the motions, but you actually push and you lift more and you run faster and you put in more intensity because the intensity you train at is going to drive your training adaptation. It's going to drive your improved performance and the benefit you get from it. And if you're not resting, you don't have the energy physically or mentally to put in to train hard and at a high enough intensity so yeah if that doesn't make you yeah now we're just getting around in circles but there's just so many 
adaptations, <laughs> there's just so many benefits from rest and recovery. And it's there's just no no question. It's essential. So with that in mind, before we end with an episode quote, some ideas for rest days. Obviously, if you have, for example, a Sunday off, say you're not working, to be honest, my rest days are usually my busier work and uni days. And I genuinely just didn't have the time to fit in a session anyway. So I decided to make that my rest day. Sad life. (laughs) But if your rest day, you know, if you're not in an active work job and you have a work rest day and you're at work all day, you can go home and, you know, walk your dog after or you can do some stretching in a yoga session, follow a yoga video online, find other ways to also, you know, get yourself me time, give yourself me time, I should say, move your body in other ways that's relaxing. I know some people like to go for an ocean swim or even a not ocean swim. I don't know why it has to be the ocean. Like some of us don't live near the ocean. Um, But there's so many things that you can do in a rest day and it doesn't have to be related to training. It could be getting a massage. That might be related to training. It could be getting your nails done, meeting a friend for coffee. If you find rest days really hard mentally, then obviously working on why you have those feelings around exercise But finding other things to do that you enjoy rather than, you know, being consumed by those thoughts or finding other ways to be productive, reading a book you love, baking, seeing a friend, grabbing a coffee with friends. I don't know why everything has to be over coffee. I don't even drink coffee that often. Like I have like a few times a year. Let's like rephrase that from saying, you know how people always like grab a coffee with them or meet a friend for coffee. Let's change it. Meet a friend for a smoothie. (laughs) Smoothies are way better than coffee. What? Why is coffee so... No, I'm not here for it. Anyway, but basically I'm just saying find things that fill your cup and make you happy and use that as your productive time because that is not only essential for, you know, giving you that rest day physically to recover your body systems, but it gives you that time out mentally. It helps you with your psychological recovery. And at the end of the day, our mental well-being is as important as our physical well-being it's almost more important you know what if you were physically ill but you were so happy and in a great place mentally you're better off than someone who's got optimal physical health and is in a very very bad place mentally and they're mentally ill but obviously a combination of both being at you know optimal levels is the most ideal with all of that said let's finally end the episode with a quote I'll be honest with you, I didn't really have one prepared, so I just hopped onto Pinterest, found the first quote that I thought was good that I could find. And you know what? It's a basic one, but I actually like it. Nice and simple. Okay. Rest. Remember, muscles are torn in the gym, fed in the kitchen, and built in bed. Love it. Simple. Train, eat, sleep, recover. So, Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you did like this episode, please let me know by leaving a comment on my Instagram for the podcast. It's at Emmy's Insight. Share it on your Instagram. That would be really, really appreciated if you did. And if you can, like and review on Apple Podcasts. If there's any other way you guys know how to support a podcast, that would be amazing. Um, I'm honestly not all over how you can support podcasts. I did start a Patreon though. So if you do like this podcast 
um, and you want to join the Patreon, it's basically a platform where you can provide a small donation that goes towards helping support the podcast. So I can try to keep it running under the busy load of work and uni and training and everything. But I love doing the podcast and I was sparked to talk today. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. I would love, love, love to hear from you guys with what you want me to talk about because I do want to make episodes that are valuable and relevant to whoever's listening. So if you do have a podcast suggestion, the English words, good. If you have a podcast suggestion, please send me an Instagram on my at Imogen.Russell Instagram because I can't get to the DMs of honestly all of my Instagrams. But if you do send one, just make sure you make a note saying podcast suggestion so I can see that and make sure to read that message. So yeah, that would be really awesome. Otherwise, I really appreciate you guys listening and supporting the podcast and I hope you join me in the next one. See ya.